Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Catholic Education Foundation podcast number nine. We have a very special guest today, Mr. Phil McHugh. Uh, following a highly successful career at Fifth Third Bank, Phil is now the leader of the Catholic Inner City Schools Education Fund, or CISE, an organization that works to change the futures of over 2,300 low-income students by providing them an outstanding education across inner-city Catholic elementary schools in Cincinnati. And as always, Mr. Rich Lechleiter. Rich is the president of the Catholic Education Foundation of Louisville, now in his ninth year. Gentlemen, how are we doing? We're doing great. Great Could to be back in better. Louisville. <laughs> well, so, so, Phil, welcome back to Louisville. Um, you spent a number of years here running the Fifth Third Bank of Kentucky uh, before being promoted to a senior leadership position at the corporate headquarters in Cincinnati. Uh, tell us about yourself, your family, including your roots in Catholic education. Yeah, well, good morning. It's great to be back in Louisville. We have uh, fond memories of this community. We were here from 1994 to 2010, and uh, Louisville holds a special place, not only in my heart, but the heart of my wife and the four children as well. Uh, My background is I was raised in Toledo, Ohio, one of eight children, and uh, all of us were fortunate to receive uh, Catholic education in grade school and high school. Then I continued that on in Xavier University in Cincinnati and uh, stayed in Cincinnati uh, uh, post-Xavier to join uh, Fifth Third, where I was for 34 years. And in all that time, I really had a heart for community service as well. And when I came to Louisville and got to know the Archdiocese of Louisville and the work the Catholic Education Foundation was doing, I just had to jump in with both feet and... uh, uh, I just can't tell you how proud I am of the organization and the new heights it's reached under the terrific leadership of Rich Lackleiter. Well, we'll get to a little bit of that. But Rich, I mean, isn't it amazing how, how two successful business executives like yourselves now running non-for-profit organizations literally in changing communities here? I mean, that's pretty cool. And, and So how did you and Phil meet years ago? Well, we're both Xavier graduates. We have that in common. Okay. I graduated a little bit earlier than he did, as you as you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, and we connected in our business pathways, right? I was with Kindred Healthcare for a long time. Phil was at the bank. We did some business together that way. And in about 2005 or so, Phil calls me up one day. He says, uh, hey, um, I want you to do me a favor. Yeah, what is it? I want you to join the board of the Catholic Education Foundation. I said, you know what? I'm so busy. I got so much going on. I've just been the CFO with a company and all this stuff. Sure. I don't have time. I just don't have any time to do it. Sure. And he told me the biggest lie ever. He said, you don't have to do anything. It's really easy. Just join. I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> well, if it's, if it's that easy, I'll do it. And the, the rest of it's history. I mean, you know, we worked together um, on the board. Phil was the chair. And we really started taking this thing to new heights during that period. And, and we... Phil, obviously, with uh, John Asher, co-founded the luncheon event we're going to talk about today. Wow, that's awesome. Our first year was 2008. And, um, yeah, well, we'll get to that. So, Phil, you're to blame here for for Rich being involved, (laughs) huh? I think that story about the phone call only gets better as time goes. (laughs) (laughs) I guess right. So, Phil, tell us a little bit about CISE, how you were drawn to lead this great organization. 
Yeah, so thank you. So CISE uh, stands for, as you mentioned, the Catholic Inner City School Education Fund in Cincinnati. The organization has been in place for 42 years, and it was started uh, by then uh, Archbishop of Cincinnati, as well as two business leaders, to provide a values-based Catholic education for inner-city children in Cincinnati. And what we like to say there is this is an opportunity to provide an education for children who may otherwise not receive a values-based education. And this is one of the surest paths out of poverty. So as you mentioned in your opening comments, uh, we currently have about 2,300 students in 10 elementary schools. Mm -hmm. In addition to the elementary schools, this uh, fall we're welcoming 350 SICE uh, elementary school graduates into Catholic high schools, and we're very excited to open a 11th school that uh, SICE will be partnering with in Cincinnati uh, called Xavier Jesuit Academy. So uh, it's just it's it's remarkable work in terms of providing a education for children to set them on a path they may otherwise not have. And as you can imagine, any organization that's been around for forty plus years, we have many graduates of our site schools involved not only in Cincinnati but throughout the country doing great work to in effect pay their pay pay back or pay forward the educational benefits that they've received so it's uh, rewarding work and uh, we continue to provide scholarships for our students to attend Catholic schools and it's been very fulfilling work for me personally phenomenal so now is the Cincinnati Catholic community similar to the Louisville Catholic community because it's a, it's a robust Catholic community in Louisville. Yes, I think Cincinnati's community is very strong. Ironically, the Cincinnati Archdiocese grew out of the Archdiocese here that okay. started in Bardstown. So uh, we just uh, a little bit up the river here, 90 miles up, and uh, very strong Catholic community, and uh, not only in terms of our elementary and high schools, but obviously a fine Jesuit university there as well yes. that uh, Rich and I both graduated yes. from, Xavier University. So during your time here in Louisville, Phil, you got so involved expanding the Catholic education Foundation. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, we had a business relationship with the Archdiocese, and they, folks at the Archdiocese, um, it was Archbishop Kelly at the time, mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Reynolds, introduced me to the Catholic Education Foundation, and I personally benefited so much from a Catholic education that I wanted to get involved and help others children have the same opportunities that I had. So I became involved with the Catholic Education Foundation when I was here. Sure. I was involved in many charities, but I will tell you, this was my favorite charity because this was an investment that we knew would pay dividends over time, and it continues to pay dividends in this community. And I'm just so pleased to see what the Catholic Education Foundation is, does. It gets better and better every year, and I think that is in response to the fact that the need gets larger and larger every year, but the generosity of this community never ceases to amaze me. If the need is there, there will be donors that come forward and help fulfill those needs. So it's just so gratifying to see the heights that the Catholic Education Foundation has reached recently. Rich, when he, when he says the dividends are paying back to the community, what do you mean by that? Well, we're taking kids that otherwise couldn't go to a Catholic elementary school, mm -hmm. right? So if you're 
average tuition to start kindergarten is $6,000 and your family can only pay half of it. You know, there's a, that's a big gap. Sure. And, and then there could be children behind them sure. as well. So what we say to folks is, look, if you, if you want to be part of this experience, if you want to be part of this community and you're willing to invest your own money in it, it's not free, then we'll, we'll accompany you throughout this journey. And what you end up with is these incredibly faith-filled kids, right. families that thrive during this as well. And ultimately, the way we kind of view the world is that a lot of these kids will journey on to Catholic high schools. Many of them will journey on to college. And guess what? That kid that we're helping today who's five years old in right. 20 years, that's our donor. That's well, our yeah, donor. and you, you've often, and Phil, I'd like to hear your opinion on this too, we've often talked about how, how much it values local businesses because we're providing better employees for the future. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the uh, salute dinners, and I don't recall which one, but um, uh, that we had David Jones Sr. there. Mm-hmm. And David and I were conversing over dinner, and uh, his comment to me about uh, Catholic education was that as the leader and founder of Humana, he found the graduates of Catholic schools were the best employees of Humana. And he was so generous, and I could go on and on about all the lessons he taught me. But the one that sticks with me is if you can hire employees that are going to do the right thing, care about their neighbor and care about the community, you're going to have a great company. And he told me numerous times this evening that Humana was able to achieve the success they did as a result of the Catholic school graduates that they were able to bring into that company who made a difference, not only for Humana, but for the community of Louisville. How powerful is that, Rich? I mean, that's that's yeah, something else. It really is. I had the opportunity to work for Mr. Jones for many years at Humana early in my career, and he he and Wendell Cherry told me the same thing when I started with the company in the early 80s, that they had founded this company in the 60s, gone public in the late 60s, and just amassed all these Catholic school grads, right. some from Louisville, some, right. some not, sure, and uh, built this incredibly successful company. Yeah. Pretty exciting stuff. It's great. All right, so Phil, obviously we have the Salute to the Game coming up, um, which you and John Asher actually founded 15 years ago. How did that whole thing get started? Yeah, it's an interesting (laughs) story, and it probably gets better as the years go on as well. But John was a fellow board member, and um, we were having a discussion about the St. Xavier Trinity football game. Sure. And I think when I was here, it was the last Friday in September, and they'd hold it out at Cardinal Stadium. And the first time we attended, I was amazed at the crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was in excess of 30,000 people. And um, the, my mind just started uh, thinking, dreaming, how could we possibly utilize this game and this gathering for an opportunity to benefit more children through the Catholic Education Foundation. And I'm not from Louisville, as I told you, so I was not a graduate of St. X okay. or Trinity, so I thought I could be... You didn't have a dog in the hunt. All right, I could, I could be the neutral party. I'm right? both teams. Okay, And um, uh, we arranged a luncheon 
for uh, myself and um, the head of St. X time was Perry. Perry Sangali. Perry Sangali. Yeah. And Rob Mullen mm-hmm. yep. and the executive director, Rosemary Smith of the foundation. And everyone told me prior to the launch that, boy, they don't really want anybody to utilize this game for any other benefit than St. X or Trinity. And um, I, I went in with a different approach. I thought both these individuals were tremendous leaders of Catholic high schools in Louisville and that they, like everyone on the Catholic Education Foundation Board, wanted to provide that education for as many children in the community as we could. So over lunch, I told them I had an idea. And it literally at that point was an idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could have a lunch in couple days before the game, Mm -hmm. and we could bring supporters of both teams together for a community-wide event that we tagged the salute to the game. Sure. I think the first year, and I don't have the numbers, but, you know, we were fortunate enough to do it down at the Gold House. We had the community respond. I think we had hot dogs, and I'm not even sure we could (laughs) afford the mustard and ketchup. But we had people come, and uh, we started uh, with a small group. Uh, my good friend and blessed soul, John Asher, said, I'll be the MC." Right. And John was the MC and did a phenomenal job. We had the presidents of the school, the athletic directors, and both football coaches. And it was a fun, it was a fun luncheon. Sure. And uh, I guess the rest is history. Well, I tell you, what it's grown into now is kind of phenomenal. But so I, I'm told, Rich, that the first lunch was drawn about 500 people. It was pretty impressive for the first one. And that at about $25,000. Um, this question's for both of you guys. Did you ever dream it would, would blow up to what it has today? I never dreamed uh, beyond the first luncheon. We would take it one event at a time, but I think it's uh, reflective of most things in life. If you find good leaders that can take whatever project event to a different level and you let those leaders run, you'll be amazed how fast they run. And uh, it's a credit to Rich in terms of what the luncheon has become, but more importantly, how many lives he touches in this community through allowing families to send their children to a Catholic school. And that's what's really neat about this luncheon. Yeah, it's just exploded into this community-wide event. We're now attracting over a 1,000 people at the luncheon it fills the grand ballroom mm-hmm. of the Gold House Hotel, which not many events do. And, you know, people, it's, it's really, it's about the game, but it's not. Because people understand what this thing really is for, is to allow our kids to go to Catholic schools. Mm-hmm. And the response has just been both from a, a family perspective and a corporate perspective here in this community. The response has been astounding in my view and it just keeps getting bigger we, we've set records at this event every single year since we started it phil i'm going to tell you a personal story that that it goes to what you guys started here so my son was a he's a seventh grader now at ascension catholic school and he came home last year as a sixth grader with tears in his eyes saying hey Luis, one of my best friends ain't coming back and i said what are you talking about he said well his family says he can't afford it I saw Rich the next day, made that comment, and Rich said, well, what's his name? And Rich found out, and lo and behold, a couple weeks later, it was figured out, and the kid came back to Ascension, and with the Catholic Education Foundation's help. I mean, it, it, it literally changes lives, and this luncheon is a huge part of it. If it wasn't for this lunch, the funds wouldn't be there to do that. It's, it's pretty amazing how deep this thing goes. That's awesome, and thanks for sharing that story. Not only did it touch your son's friend, but... 
there's stories like that throughout the community year after year that an investment in the luncheon, an investment in Catholic Education Foundation allows a student to attend mm-hmm. or to stay in a Catholic school. They receive a quality education that's really going to set them on a path for more success in life and how they can reach uh, the potential that uh, God sees in them, maybe before any of us see it in them. But we do our part to help them along the way. And uh, as you said, this is this this is this is a phenomenal organization, and uh, um, I'm humbled to served at one point as the leader of the organization. And I love I love where it's headed, and I can't wait to see what it looks like ten years from now. Well, speaking about where it's headed, so Rich, you just alluded to it, but. Every year, this event sets a new fundraising record. Every single year. How does your team keep turning this amazing performance in? You know, we're God-blessed to do it, I'll tell you. Uh, it, we're, we're a small team, right? There's six of us. Yeah, you know, right. There's not 16 of us. It's six. So um, we kind of come together that way really well, I think, from a chemistry perspective. And, you know, Julie Baum, the vice president of the foundation, Julie actually ran the very first event okay, oh, okay. with us 17 years so julie when we launched this thing she was our uh our you know on call so it's, to it's run just much as her baby that it is yours yeah. okay so she's she's really grown with this event mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. really managed this thing so successfully so i give her all due credit for that but again the the outreach that we have is just it to Phil's point, people people get it. They understand it. For example, last year this event netted after we paid our expenses, you know, this incredible five hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. I mean, it's just there's no luncheon in the Commonwealth that does that. No. Now, what that means for our kids is that's if you look at the average awards and this and that, that's going to help about four hundred and fifty kids mm-hmm. go to Catholic school mm-hmm. alone right. next year. Four hundred and fifty of them. Yeah. One event, so that's it's just incredibly powerful. And when you talk to people about the impact, the immediate impact we have, they want to join. They want to get on board. And it's such a fun event, and it's bringing all these people together that are that are friends that haven't seen each other in ages. Maybe they were classmates, maybe they were rivals on the field. But it's just it's such a great camaraderie. It's an awesome event, awesome event. So you guys are both Catholic school kids all the way through college. Um, and we've we've hit on this a little bit, but what would each of you say to our audience about Catholic education and its impact on your lives? Phil, let's start with you. Well, Catholic education has had a significant impact on my life. Uh, as I mentioned, I was one of eight children to attend Catholic schools, and my parents couldn't afford to send us to Catholic schools, so we worked our way through it and found a way to make that happen. And I think the lesson lessons, but uh, the primary lesson I learned from Catholic schools is that we all have a responsibility to give back to those that have helped us wherever we might find ourselves. Mm -hmm. I I never envisioned I'd be in Louisville, Kentucky. I was raised in Ohio, thought I'd spend my whole life in Ohio, but I came to Louisville in 1994 Louisville really changed me for the better, and uh, Louisville, uh, this community rallies around uh, community efforts to make a difference in the lives of children specifically, and for me, it has been a pleasure 
to be in a position where I can assist in some small way. So the Catholic education for me, I would say, I would sum it up this way. My Catholic education taught me that the person you look at in the mirror in the morning is not the only person you should be caring for throughout the day. And that every person that you touch along the way in the day should have something better because of their interaction with you. And I've tried to live that and uh, was instilled in me by a lot of sisters back in the uh, 70s in Catholic school and certainly reinforced by the Jesuits in college. And uh, it's uh, made for a, a, a very satisfying life to this point. And I'm sure I'm not finished uh, providing for others as, as I move forward. That's powerful. Rich, let's see if you can follow that one up. I can't, I can't <laughs> but I'll try. Uh, look, I, I'm like Phil. I'm, I'm the fourth of nine kids. Grew up here in Louisville. Uh, we all went to St. Stephen Martyr school down the street uh the boys went to saint x the girls went to sacred heart and that experience pushed all of us kind of knowingly or unknowingly to become college graduates as well um mostly catholic college graduates four from xavier four from the university of dayton and one from the university of cincinnati so that that set us on a pathway from an education perspective that demanded that we do our best we it demanded that you go forward and not stop and you you create an opportunity for yourself to get started in your life through, right through great education more importantly um it really defined who i am to this day mm-hmm. and always will and i'm talking about my faith in mm-hmm. jesus christ and mm-hmm. our and our catholic church and actually it gets stronger with age uh it's really amazing the impact that had then and what it has now and it's really the thing quite honestly that propelled me to get involved with the foundation when i retired from kindred nine years ago it just kind of came to me pretty instantly right and uh it is the best thing i think i've ever done well i listen rich i'm, I'm glad you made that comment and, and this you know kind of goes to both of you guys so you were were uber ex- successful executives right in the in the in the c-suite world and now you've moved to this nonprofit world which is a totally different animal uh what's what do you miss of the corporate world and, and what what are the benefits of being in the nonprofit world now well i think for me you always miss the relationships that you built over your career and i would say those relationships would be the clients that we helped fulfill their dreams in terms of how they were running their personal or professional life and you certainly miss the uh, relationships that you have with fellow employees okay but i would tell you transitioning to a organization like SICE is i'm a, in a position now where i can take the experiences of the past 34 years in the financial services, as well as all of those relationships, and provide something more meaningful and more lasting in the community. And that is an education of the children in the inner city that need somebody to help them. And they need someone to take an interest in their life to provide a education where they can then use that education to benefit others in the community. Whether that's in Cincinnati, whether that's in Louisville is not important to me. What's most important is how do we enable that child, that student, that scholar to pursue a path in life where they can become the best version of themselves. 
Rich, that sounds exactly like what you're doing at the Catholic Education Foundation. Yeah, look, Phil and I, we're, we're in the same business, if you think about it. We're in two different cities, but we're essentially chasing the same dream, right? And, you know, like Phil, um, I was lucky enough with our four children to provide them a Catholic education. They're all college graduates now and out on their own, chasing their own dreams. And for me, quite honestly, uh, where I am in my life, it's time to give it back. Mm -hmm. And it's time to give it back in a bigger way. And I'm not talking about financially necessarily. I'm really talking about it's my time and my effort Mm -hmm. and and working hard every day for the benefit of somebody else. Sure. Yeah. That's powerful. So, Phil, I know you did a ton of charitable work across the community when you and your family lived here in Louisville. Um, How does your time leading the Catholic Education Foundation stack up for you? We were fortunate. This community embraced Phil McHugh and the McHugh family in a way that we'll never be able to repay. And you're absolutely right. I had an opportunity to work with various organizations, the Orchestra, Leadership Louisville, United Way, the Arts, and um, this one stands out. This one stands out. Even when I left to go back to Cincinnati in 2010, I committed to Rich and the leader at the time that I would ensure that the Catholic Education Foundation would be in a very solid position. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to leave any gap, and I fulfilled that. And this is this is who I am. As Rich said, how important his faith is to him. I would echo that, although it's different because you know faith is very personal. But we have that common characteristic that. We want to give back. We want to help others. And don't get me wrong. There's some great charities in this town, and this town is very, very full of very generous donors. But for Phil McHugh, the Catholic Education Foundation will always have a special place in my heart, and I'm just thrilled Mm -hmm. to see what's become of the Catholic Foundation and the number of lives it touches on an annual basis. It's awesome. So, Rich, I'm going to put you on the spot here. How much tuition assistance funding has been generated over the past 14 years just from this one event, and what do you think this year's event will bring? Well, that's, that's been the amazing part, right? We talked earlier, the first event was twenty five grand profit after right. we paid our expenses, which at the time was very successful. When we launched our first dinner event back in 1990, we lost $25,000, right. so that was a really great start. And, you know, it's... Over 14 years, it's provided over $3.7 million of net funding to our mission. And again, if you look at the ramp up in the profitability of this event, last year's event alone was $525,000. And look, we're in the record-setting business for a reason because we have to, right? The demand's going up. we we got to raise more money. So hopefully this year's event uh, will rocket past last year's record. Phil, it's great to have you back in town, and on behalf of our entire community, thank you. Seriously, thank you. It's for your incredible vision and in establishing this Hallmark Luncheon event um, that changes the lives of, of so many people. It's thank you is really all we can say, right, Rich? No, thank you, Phil, and you have you have catapulted this organization to a whole new level while you were here, and thank God for your friendship and your hard work. God bless you. Rich at the Catholic Education Foundation? The answer is yes. Thank you guys so much.